letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Thursday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include an update on the weekend fatal crash in Robbinsdale, a couple of high national honors for the Twin Cities, and the Twins take a peek forward to 2024. But we begin with more bad air from Minnesota. Wildfire smoke from Canada is expected to blanket the entire state tomorrow, prompting the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency to issue our 25th air quality alert of the year. That's a new record. It's an orange alert, meaning the air will be unhealthy for sensitive groups. Starts at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, lasting until 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. The Minnesota Ballpark Authority approves more than $3 million in security upgrades at Target Field. The investment will bring the 13-year-old ballpark in line with federal anti-terrorism standards and primarily involves upgrades to the stadium's perimeter. Most of them will be in the form of safety bollards or strong posts that can withstand a large impact. The player and staff parking lot is also expected to get some new state-of-the-art security arms. The work is expected to get started in the summer of 2024 when the Twins are on the road. Across downtown, U.S. Bank Stadium is also upgrading its perimeter security with construction of a new fence expected to get underway sometime this year. Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO. 30,000 residents in downtown St. Paul. That's what a business coalition is aiming for. That 30,000 mark is triple the number of people who already live in the downtown of Minnesota's capital city. A group called the St. Paul Downtown Alliance is working on an investment strategy to create more living space and encourage people to move there. Alliance President Joe Spencer says county and city leaders, along with private businesses, are committed to revitalizing downtown St. Paul. They've got a number of different projects that they're considering or that have been proposed And we want to get some alignment and unanimity about which of those projects really we should put our shoulder behind first and get going and then move on to the next and the next so we get the maximum amount of leverage and the maximum benefit for that support that we have for downtown St. Paul. Spencer says the quicker this strategy can start, the quicker it will take off. A final report is expected to be released early next year. Al Shock, News Talk 830, WCCO. Minnesota is the fifth best state for businesses in the country, according to a CNBC study. The criteria involved things like workforce, infrastructure, and business friendliness. But University of Minnesota Professor of Strategic Management and Entrepreneurship, Miles Shaver, says there's one more that can't be denied. If I had to boil it down to one word, I'd say the word talent. Shaver says there's a reason why the Metro is what he calls the most headquartered of its size in the country, despite some less than desirable characteristics like our winter weather and higher taxes. Really having an ecosystem with both small business contributing a really important part, but also having this sort of foundation of, you know, big world-class businesses, they actually fuel and support each other in that way. And Shaver says the majority of highly educated workers who move to Minnesota for jobs tend to realize they like it here and decide to stay put. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCL. Community groups that oppose parts of a police reform settlement agreement reached between the city of Minneapolis and the Minnesota Department of Human Rights are making their cases before a judge this afternoon. The city and Human Rights Department are urging the judge to approve a so-called consent decree, which would legally require Minneapolis to implement police reform measures that have already been agreed upon. It follows a finding by the Human Rights Department that the MPD engaged in a pattern of discriminatory policing for years, 
leading up to the murder of George Floyd in 2020. I'm Steve Simpson. The first court appearance later today for the suspect who allegedly slammed into a couple's vehicle in Robbinsdale over the weekend, killing a woman and critically injuring her husband. 20-year-old Quentin Hudson facing numerous charges, including vehicular homicide. Emily Gerding was killed. Her husband, John, severely injured. Both were special education teachers in Coon Rapids. Police say Hudson ran from them after they tried to pull him over for speeding in his rented Tesla, but they say they were not in pursuit when the crash occurred. Minneapolis has been named the most bikeable large city in the United States. That's according to nonprofit People for Bikes. In response to the recognition, chair of the Minneapolis Bicycle Advisory Committee, Alyssa Schufman, says it only reaffirms her belief that the city has made the right choices. It is not surprising to me, you know, those efforts that have gone on for many years have resulted in a number one ranking. Schufman says the committee is currently showing its support for the city's latest plans to expand its trails. One of the upcoming projects that I think I'm really excited about is the Minneapolis Northside Greenway. The new Greenway bike trail is expected to break ground in 2027. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. This is Laura Oaks. Nobody matched all six numbers in last night's huge Powerball drawing, pushing the top prize for Saturday's game to an estimated $875 million. As you might imagine, ticket sales have been brisk. Jesus works at a downtown Minneapolis convenience store and says his customers are dreaming big. Hope, hope for that jackpot, for that early retirement. What would you do if you won the jackpot? Uh, I'd go crazy. <laughs> As for the odds, you have a better chance of being elected president of the United States or competing in the Olympics. Movies are back. After the pandemic kept people away from the big screen, theaters are starting to fill up again with summer blockbusters leading the way. Tim Holly of Northwoods Entertainment told WCCO's Vanita Sakar on the morning news that a big draw is a return to the movie theater experience. I think some people are starting to kind of realize that they're, they're, they're lacking something by seeing it at home. That sort of communal experience of seeing it in that spectacle form. We saw that with Top Gun last year. Uh, and I think Mission Impossible sort of repeats that a little bit this year. Holly says people reserving movie theater seats online usually doesn't start to pick up until it gets closer to a movie's release date. Al Shock, News Talk 830, WCCO. Once again, Metro Transit is adding more options to accommodate a major concert in Minneapolis. One week from today, Beyonce will bring her Renaissance tour to Huntington Bank Stadium on the U of M campus. Metro Transit has additional light rail trains running after the concert as well as buses. You'll be able to find a list of those options at our website at WCCORadio.com. Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO. Finally today, the Twins are barely half done with 2023. But the team is looking ahead to 2024, announcing its next season's schedule today. It begins in Kansas City on March 28th which matches their earliest opener ever. The home opener at Target Field will be April 4th against Cleveland. A few teams will make their first visit to Target Field this decade, including Atlanta, Miami, and Philadelphia. Some notable road trips include games at the New York Mets, at San Francisco, and their first visit to Washington, D.C. since 2017. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts Podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.